Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got David Phillips on the line today, and today we're going to be talking about drones that are overhead watching us. David, take it away. Stan, an article from the Organic Prepper states, Baltimore PD wants 24-hour HD surveillance drones to enforce social distancing. The article states the Baltimore Police Department and Persistent Surveillance, an Ohio-based company, signed a deal together to spy on the residents of Baltimore, Maryland with drones. Now, in Nazi Germany, fascism was characterized by the fusion between corporate and government power. The company was under fire almost four years ago in 2016 for doing surveillance with the Baltimore Police Department and violating their own 45-day data retention policy. Their client, BPD, was able to violate their official policy with impunity. In quotes, all media will be stored in a secure area with access restricted to authorized persons, states the official policy of persistent surveillance systems. And again, a quote, recordings not otherwise needed for criminal evidence or for official reasons are retained for a period of 45 days and then destroyed. So that's the policy. The company used drones to collect over 300 hours of aerial surveillance footage over Baltimore throughout eight months in 2016. This was directly after nationwide scrutiny came to the department in the aftermath of the death of Freddie Gray, which sparked nationwide protests. How invasive is surveillance in Baltimore? The drones could be equipped with high-resolution cameras capable of posing a real threat to the security of anyone deemed, quote-unquote, criminal. The plan places every resident of Baltimore under constant aerial surveillance. It is equivalent to having a police officer follow us all the time in case we might commit a crime. If that happened in real life, everyone would clearly understand the privacy and First Amendment implications, and it would never be tolerated. The high-definition surveillance drones can reportedly cover around 90% of the city of Baltimore's land area at any particular moment. The ACLU noted that in combination with cameras on the ground accessed by the Baltimore Police Department, license plate readers, and other sources of information, it can all be combined to provide detailed information about the actions, identities, whoever you can think of in regard to residents. Baltimore Police Commissioner admitted the police will in fact combine the data and will have massively increased power to be used as an investigative tool. Putting residents under continuous aerial surveillance will impact the privacy rights of everyone. Common sense tells us that if one American city is under totalitarian drone surveillance, more will follow. In April 2020, the drones are set to launch. And this, quote-unquote, trial period of their use will last 180 days. A decision will be made by April 24th to continue using them. Baltimore, Maryland is, of course, known to have one of the highest crime rates, not just in America, but the world, providing a heavy justification for the deploying of police drones equipped with high-definition cameras. If the drones were deployed and accepted, one might see a city like Chicago or Atlanta, San Francisco or New York adopt them as well. Chula Vista, California is already using police drones equipped with similar night vision cameras to spot people breaking quarantine rules. Baltimore can use a new paradigm of 
totalitarian surveillance, a fork in the road in history that we can either stop now or be subject to for who knows how many years. This could be considered a very clear line being crossed that could usher in true totalitarianism. What scenarios might people see if these drones were deployed throughout America? Jails and prisons might fill up with people charged with new crimes, destruction of surveillance drones, and things like that. Your every move could be watched when you're outside your home. Where you go, who you go with, and yes, even if you aren't doing anything wrong, you have something to worry about, your complete invasion of privacy. It's difficult to believe people will be accepting of this, but either way, this moment of the line being crossed is extremely important to recognize. Whatever social power we have, this article says, it should be utilized to oppose the persistent advances of totalitarianism and the surveillance state. So do you see a problem with that, David? (laughs) I see a huge problem. You know, I think it all goes down to the fact that when you're being watched 24-7, right, that, that can be used against you, not just now, but it could be used against you years later, potentially. And really, the, the bigger issue, I think, is when it comes to Christians, could this be used against us? Exactly. And he caused all, both rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. In other words, there's going to come a time when we will be forced to take the mark of the beast or, of course, lose our head, as the Bible says. I remember back in the 1990s when Prophecy Club was first starting, I remember someone sent me a dream. And in this dream, they said they saw drones, these little small airplanes, they described them, using infrared, skimming over the top of the trees, skimming through like the wooded areas, the deserted neighborhoods, searching for humans, Kind of like we saw in the Terminator movies. Only, this is not a Terminator looking to kill them instantly. This is people who have taken the mark of the beast, who have now been ordered by the beast to kill all people without the mark of the beast. Kind of like in the Purge movies. No arrest, no trial, no attorneys, no rights. Just find them and kill them. Anyone found can simply be killed. Now, let me jump to a dream that Leslie had, my wife, March 22 of 2020. And I forgot to tell her that I actually, <laughs> in, my prayer, in my prayer closet, a lot of times I will pray and say, Lord, tell Leslie this, because she's a prophet. And she is very cautious about saying that this is God. And I know that if Leslie wakes up from a dream and she says this was God, I know it's God. Uh, and I trust her even more than my own dreams. So to me, this has a lot of credibility. I've read it on the air once, but I'll read it again. She said, Stan and I were in a car headed home. We took an exit off of the highway that curved around the top of curve. You don't slow down. You just keep going. And that is talking about the economy, we believe, was going strong. It was roaring. After taking the exit, we came to a stop. That's where we are right now. There were cars everywhere and a semi-truck to our left. On the right of us was a gas station, something like a racetrack, a large gas station. People were getting out of the cars, so we did also. The policeman was in the middle of the mess, trying to direct everyone. And he was yelling, move the cart, move the cart. Leslie says, so I went to move the grocery cart out of the way. The policeman yelled at me, 
No, not the cart. Move the cars. So she misunderstood him. But I think that's important. He's saying that there's going to come a time that the policeman will be telling us to move our cars, to get out of the way, to go home, to stay in our homes, to move. In other words, they are directing chaos. She says, Stan was going back to my car to get my handgun because chaos was breaking out. I hesitated to say that part because I'm not endorsing you getting guns or using guns. But I think it's simply saying that the place is going to come to where the public will have to resort to weapons for protection. Then the policeman began to draw his gun. In other words, apparently before I even reached the car. That's another part. In other words, it's going to reach the part The prophecy is that police will have to use weapons to direct the crowd. Then she noticed that there was a drone overhead, was photographing the crowd, following the crowd. I began looking for a place to hide. I felt as if the drone was going to shoot at someone or something in the crowd. That's saying that authorities will resort to using drones, high-tech tactics, to monitor, track, and control people. I didn't feel safe to run to the gas station or the market for fear it would blow up. In other words, apparently that there's a fear in the hearts of the people that there is destruction happening to buildings and to businesses. It wasn't safe to hide in the semi-truck. That's saying that safe places for the public will be hard to find. Stan and I got back in our car and prayed. Okay, that's telling us that our real solution and protection is found in prayer. So the summary is, the economy was ripping along, came to a stop. Authorities had to use weapons, and people had to use weapons to keep themselves safe, and drones were used to keep the public in control. The public found safety difficult to find and had to look to their weapons for safety. The only safety, of course, we say, is in prayers of agreement. Then the dream ended. Now, let me remind you that the day, okay, so this is March 21, then April 1, so this is a couple of days after that dream, I had a dream, and it's very similar. So we're kind of having in the mouth of two or three witnesses here. In other words, we are being tracked and monitored, and it's about to get a whole lot worse is what they're saying. So this is a 4-1-2020. I watched as a black helicopter tilted forward and flew into a black cloud. Immediately, the cloud blew away, but the helicopter was not there. It had disappeared. I couldn't see it, but I could hear it through the clouds. I was on the ground, tracking the sound of the helicopter circling overhead through the clouds. I could tell it was coming around and down closer to the ground. All of a sudden, the helicopter emerged from the dark clouds, and in an instant, it had landed about 50 feet from me. And somehow, I knew that these were authorities seeking and tracking me. I didn't think that that was very good, so I ran to hide. As I was crouching down, I heard them say, he has to be here. I detected that they were tracking me because of my cell phone. So I quickly tried to turn off my cell phone. You know how you do a quick emergency turn off, but I had forgotten how to do it, but I was able to get it off. However, when I wakened from the dream, I immediately went over to my cell phone. Okay, now these are the two buttons you use to turn it off quickly, right? And so I made certain I do know how to do that. Now, here's the interpretation. I believe it is saying that there is a chaos about to hit. It's actually already hit to a certain degree. And it may be that the authorities will seek to talk to 
the people on the ground, they may be seeking, who knows, you know, I've been saying some pretty big things, so please pray for me. Uh, not that I mean anything bad for anybody. I'll say that quickly. I don't mean anything bad for anybody. I do not mean to say anything or hurt anyone, any place. I mean, I'm a soul winner. That's my whole point. So, yes, pray for our protection. But I think it's saying it's a confirmation of what Leslie said, that authorities are going to be soon looking for people on the ground. And they're going to be using a lot of high-tech things like drones. David. I was given a vision, actually the only vision I've had up until this point in time, and uh, it's to the best of my memory. But uh, in my vision, I was actually in a church, a Catholic church at the time when I had this vision. And during the service, they had called everybody to stand like they typically do. And when I stood up, the vision immediately began. And in the vision, I saw what looked like a movie screen directly in front of me. And then the sides, left and right, and up and down, expanded all at the same time to what looked like forever. So I forgot where I was. I was no longer thinking at all about the church service. All I saw or was thinking about was the vision in front of me as it played. And the vision that I saw was of a new pope, the pope that was now standing in front of great masses of people in Italy at the Vatican. He was high so that he could speak to the people directly and there was great excitement in the crowd because of this pope, because the papacy had finally returned to Italy. He looked younger than past popes and not frail. He was maybe in his 30s or 40s with dark hair and dark facial hair. What greatly troubled me, though, were the words that he was shouting. His words were not of love and kindness as with past popes I had seen. He was threatening and attacking the Protestants shouting that the true church must rise up and unite against the Protestants. He was shouting that the Protestants are not true believers, but rather unbelievers. The crowd was shouting with rage and hatred in support of him and his words. He said that the penalty for them must be death. The people were in complete agreement with this. They had now been called to action and the entire world would now rise in power to kill Protestants in all nations. The words he spake were so frightening that I cannot explain how mere words can be so powerful in delivering a reaction in you. It was unlike anything I had ever witnessed before. Somehow, and again, I was a baby believer, so somehow I knew in my heart, though, that he was talking about killing us, the true believers who are far fewer in number. I knew that what he was saying was the opposite of the truth, but the people believed him. I thought, but we are the true believers. And life on earth had changed forever. I thought we will now be hunted and killed for our faith all around the world. And at that time, I thought, I'm not ready for this. Now, all of a sudden, the screens came in and the vision ended. And I was standing back at the church and I was sweating from the vision. I didn't know how long the vision had lasted. And I was so thankful to be back at that church because that persecution of true believers, which was so intense, had not yet started. And at this time, Pope John Paul II, if you remember him, he was still alive. What do you think all this is saying, considering everything we've talked about so far today, David? Prophecy is advancing. You know, you read these words of Scripture, and sometimes they seem far off. But then you start to see, take a look around you, and it just seems like things are moving so fast. So many of us want to believe, oh, yeah, 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 I know that's coming one of these days, somewhere over the horizon, but not in my lifetime. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, but not in my lifetime. 
well, maybe it's a lot closer than what we thought. This comes to us from Newsweek, which is a little shocking with what they're going to say here. Jeremiah sixteen sixteen says, Behold, I will send for many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain, from every hill, and from the holes of the rocks. Meaning there's going to come a time when the evil is going to search us out, brothers and sisters. That is going to happen. Now let's go to what the scriptures say. And I know you've heard this many times, but it's still important to hear it. Matter of fact, I'm going to back up just a little bit. Revelation thirteen eleven. Now this is talking about the Pope. He just talked about seeing this vision of the Pope. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. So this is the Pope, or this is the false prophet, I believe, coming up out of the religious, whereas opposed the first beast came up out of the sea, or the people. Behold, another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. Now, a lot of people don't know that there's actually two popes. There's a white pope and a black pope, and I'm not talking about skin color. In other words, one of them is a public pope, and one of them is always kept hidden. So many sources say. Two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Hmm, that's kind of like what David was just saying. And he exercises all the power of the first beast, or the, the Antichrist, the first beast before him, and he causeth. Now that word right there, that's real big. Let's take a second talk about that. He causeth. He causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Okay, so the Antichrist is wounded, not in the head. It does not say he's wounded in the head. It says he is wounded, and either he dies or he appears to die. But the point is, to all the world, he is going to appear to come back from the dead. And, of course, that makes him look a whole lot like uh, Christ himself coming back from the dead, fulfilling that. But let's go back to that word, causeth. One of the things I like about what Sundar Salvarez said, he said he used to be a pre-tribber until the Lord Jesus came to him. And he said, well, let's just talk about that. He said, if all of the Christians are taken, who would be taken? And he answered that question. He said, then who would that be leaving? He said, well, all of the people that are not Christians or sinners. He said, now, if all of the Christians were taken in a pre-trib rapture, then why would the beast have any resistance? And, of course, he said, you know, I was kind of dumbfounded because I didn't have really the answer. See, this verse here says, and he causeth them that dwell upon the earth to worship the first beast. In other words, they have to force them. Well, he's, he wouldn't have to force the sinners. He wouldn't have to force any of the people of the earth that this guy's the best looking, best sounding, best literally sounding his voice as well as his words. Bible says that, that God gave him a mouth speaking great things, and he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name as tabernacle in them that dwell in heaven. So God specifically gives him the ability to speak so well. He will look so good. He'll look better than anyone has ever looked. Daniel says his look is more stout than his fellows. Well, the word stout means greater, means he is the best looking, best sounding, the most reasonable person on earth. They've never heard anyone speak so wonderful. And his words catch them. And that's what I believe. David, was that you that said that? That you, 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 when you saw this guy, you got, no, that was Ken Peters. That was Ken Peters. Excuse me. The word caught them. Okay, so he causeth them that dwell on the earth 
to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. But it's not just that. So now it's talking about the Pope again. And he doeth great wonders, so that he make a fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. I don't know if that's like lightning or if that's laser or what, but he he can do great miracles. And he uses the miracles to deceive people. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast, or the Antichrist, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, and I think that that's probably some kind of a clone. It is not in the image of God. It is an image of the beast. That's the reason it says image of the beast or image of Lucifer. We are made in the image of God. This whatever it is is made in the image of Lucifer, okay, as we are 100% God. Okay, 100% image of God. This one is probably a replica of Jesus, which Jesus genetically was half Mary or half man and half God or the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. So just like when Ron White said he found the blood on the west side of the Ark of the Covenant and had it reconstituted where they added distilled water back to it and they were shocked to find out this dried blood that he, he didn't tell them at first what it was or where it came from, this dried blood, and the somatids were still alive. Well, that makes perfect sense because Jesus said, no one takes my life, I lay it down. I lay my life down and I take it again. He also has the keys of hell and death. So that makes sense that his blood would still be alive. So anyway, they reconstituted the blood. Somatids were still alive. But they also said that this blood only had one set of chromosomes. In other words, normal human blood has 23 chromosomes from the man, 23 from the woman, and then an X or Y to determine sex. Well, this blood only had one set of chromosomes. In other words, it was just Mary's chromosomes because the other side was the Holy Spirit. So when it says, and they should make an image to the beast, it's probably a half man, half demon, half man, half Lucifer, but it's not the image of God. That's my point which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life into the image of the beast. So this clone, this whatever, is probably hooked in to the quantum computers. I mean, that is what they're working on right now. As a matter of fact, I started reading an article. <clears throat> they have come up with a way, not perfected yet, where they can put a computer chip on, like, just under the, the bone of your skull. And it has what they call nano wires. Wires so small, you can barely even see them much smaller than a hair, nanowires, and they put these nanowires down into the brain in certain places, and they can actually download into the brain information. The brain can then also outload information in terms of, like, if you had an arm that didn't work anymore, they could make that work. In other words, it could actually interface with a computer. Now, if they've told us this, probably they already have advanced technology 50 years old that they probably already got that perfected had power to give life into the image of the beast that the image of the beast would both speak and cause as many as would not worship the beast unless there it is again let's go back to that word cause so he causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast and cause as many as not worship the beast image of the beast should be killed so what about the drones why are we seeing an increase in drones now, I believe that Donald Trump is a good guy. I believe he's sent of God to give America our last chance to try to heal, to clean up, so that he can give us more time. 
But I also believe that there's not everybody in America and the world that has our best intentions at heart. And I also believe that they're probably using these drones and perfecting them behind his back, so to speak. And it may be that they'll come to him and say, oh, you know, we've got to monitor these crowds. See, because what's happening, we've talked about this. What we're about to see is two things at once. We're about to see a lot of people very blessed, so says the prophets, and a lot of people, uh, so says the prophets also. There's about to be a lot of trouble, people that are going to be in financial trouble. So there's financial blessings for some. That's the point of the black and white cow. Some are blessed, some are not. And those people that are not, they're going to be protesting. I mean, we're looking at protests right now in Virginia and especially in Michigan over this whole lockdown thing. So what they're saying is these dreams, as they're saying, they're going to be using not just satellites, but drones. Now, I want you to try to imagine this. Let's look down the road for drones. Try to imagine a drone that doesn't just wear out in batteries after 15 minutes. Let's try to imagine a drone that can stay up there for 12, 18, 24 hours. And it's high enough and painted enough to where it is quiet enough to where the naked eye looks up into the sky and they don't even see it. But that drone has not only infrared, but it also has high-resolution cameras. You understand they have really, really, really high-resolution cameras. So let's say we have a crowd of, say, 200 people or maybe over a 1,000 people. You put a couple of drones up there with high-resolution cameras, and probably they will be able to pick up conversations, all of them. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's technology out there to where there can be 100 people in a room all talking at the same time with music going in the back room with, with a live band playing, and they can pick out one. This is technology we have now. They can pick out one person out of 100 people talking at the same time. They can pick out that one person talking. So try to imagine a couple of drones over a 1,000 people flying around. They don't run out of electricity in 15 minutes. They're up there. High-resolution cameras, high-resolution audio, and they're recording everything. Well, someone gets out of their car, and they think that they're going to defeat the system. So they pull on their mask, they pull on their hat, and they go out and they protest, and maybe they're a good guy. Well, the drone catches all of that. They saw what car they drove in. They got the driver's license, or the, excuse me, maybe the driver's license too, but the, the license plate, the car, they're, they're recording all of it. Now, if your intention is to try to do good, to try to keep the bad out of society, that's a wonderful thing. But the Bible says it's going to be turned. And he causes them that dwell on the earth to worship, worship. What's that? That means you've got to bend the knee to worship the first beast and that those people that did not worship that beast should be killed. I'm just reading Bible and I'm just putting together our technology today and what the modern prophets are saying, brothers and sisters. So I'm saying we might not have too long until these kind of things are here. It seems as someone went on Amazon.com and said some very bad things about the secret door to understand Bible prophecy book. And of course, people read that when there's only two comments. And so consequently, it is almost stopping the sales on Amazon.com. Now, of course, I don't care about the sales as much as I want people to get the book. So if you have read The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy or Miss the Mark, and if you have the time, please go to Amazon.com and put your comments up there. 
so that people will consider getting those two books. That's Amazon.com, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and Miss the Mark. Also, when you're watching Prophecy Club on YouTube, if you will click like, share, subscribe, and hit the bell, it will help more people to see this broadcast. I want you to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade because I want to see you rise several levels higher with God. I want you to become a soul winner, prophecy teacher, and miracle worker in the tribulation, which is soon to arrive. Leslie and I will lay hands on you, anoint you with oil for you to receive a higher anointing in God as others have. Leslie will teach you her school of the prophets to help you develop more spiritually. I will teach you how to become a prophecy teacher, giving accurate interpretations of Bible prophecy. You will go up at least five, if not seven levels higher in the spirit. Go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and register before the room rate increases. And if you'll stay at the Hyatt and get the meal package, you'll help Prophecy Club organize the crusade. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com 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 Register today. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. Watch prophecyclub.com 